Come, Holy Spirit, come by the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse. As we come to this final Sunday of Advent, as we approach the, the very proximate coming of our Lord at Christmas, I think our readings teach us a very important lesson to help us prepare for the coming of our Savior. They give us an example of a virtue and of, a, of an attitude that is absolutely foundational and essential for us, uh, for the Christian life, and to receive uh, our Savior well when He comes. And it's something that's not easy for us, and we need to hear about it again and again and again. And that reality, that necessity, that virtue is humility. We can't do without humility. It's so important for us as Christians. And I think each of our readings gives us an example of humility. Our first reading we heard about how Bethlehem would be the city from which the Messiah would be born. Right? Bethlehem was an insignificant, small little town. It didn't have anything going for it uh, in the eyes of the world. But it's a reminder to us that God often chooses what seems insignificant to do great things. God does not judge the importance of something in the way that the world does, according to power or influence or prestige or wealth. God chooses the lowly and the humble. And so he chose this little town of Bethlehem that had no worldly significance to be the town in which the Savior would be born. In our gospel, we have two women who model for us humility as well. Elizabeth, when she receives Mary into her home, when by the Holy Spirit she's made aware of the mystery of what's taking place in Mary, right? she's humbled. She says, who am I? Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She doesn't believe that she's worthy to receive this honor, that she's the first one to be in the presence of Mary and the child. And she's humbled, and she expresses that with this attitude of humility, giving us a model as well for us to constantly be grateful and humble for the blessings that God bestows upon us. And Mary herself, of course, is an incredible model of humility. When Gabriel appeared to her, she said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to your word. Mary was totally ready to do the will of God. In our gospel today, the, the following verses that we didn't read, but you could go uh, look it up in your Bible, is Mary's song of praise, her Magnificat. As soon as Elizabeth praises Mary for believing that the, the word of the Lord would be fulfilled in her, Mary immediately gives that praise to God. Mary never took any credit for any of the incredible things that God did in her and through her. She always gave God the glory and God the honor. And that's such a model for us as well. When God does incredible things in our life or through us, we can't take the credit for that on our own. We have to recognize that, that that's only possible through God's grace. And we have to give Him the glory. And of course, the biggest, the best model for us of humility is our Lord Jesus Christ, who humbled Himself to become one of us, 
Right? He emptied himself, he poured himself out to become a child, an infant, totally dependent upon Mary and Joseph. Right? And he came not to do his own will, as our second reading told us, that when he came into the world, he said, Behold, I have come to do your will. He came to do his Father's will, to lay down his life, not to be served, but to serve. And so Jesus is constantly giving us a model of humility, that as his disciples were called to do his Father's will and not our own, to seek God's glory, not our own, and to seek to serve, not to be served. And so these readings, these examples, remind us of how essential humility is. It's the absolute foundation of the whole Christian life. If we don't have it, we have nothing. It's necessary for all of the different virtues that we're called to live. Humility is actually it's necessary for joy. Because in order to truly be joyful, uh, we have to let go of our constant need to be in control. Because things in life are always going to happen in ways that we don't want them to. And if we can't let go of, of our plan, then we're going to be upset and frustrated and angry. Right? But if we can let go and let God be in control, then we can live our lives with true freedom and joy. Right? Seeking to do God's will and not our own. It's hard for us to let go of control. It's hard for us to not determine the course of our own life. We need humility. Right? Humility is necessary for peace, to truly be at peace with our lives, to be content with what we have and who we are and the, the life that God has given us, to not constantly be seeking more or seeking something different or seeking something better, because then we'll never be content, we'll never be at peace but to be humble and to be grateful for what God has given us is the secret to truly being at peace in this life. We need peace for forgiveness. Or sorry, we need humility for forgiveness. Think about that. To be able to acknowledge our mistakes and our faults, to humble ourselves before God, before one another, to ask forgiveness of those that we've hurt, or offended. We also need humility to be able to forgive others, right? To let go of our own pain and, and grudges and the, th the ways in which we feel we've been offended, to let go of that in humility in order to be reconciled with the person seeking our forgiveness. We need humility for faith, to put our belief in God and not in ourselves. Right? To believe what God asks us to believe, to let go of you know, our own opinions, our own judgments, our own intellect, the, the things that we think are right, in order to assent to what God has revealed is right and true. Because that's not always what we would like to be true. To humble ourselves before God and to accept what He has revealed. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, humility is truly necessary for love. To love God and to love our neighbor, we need humility. Because to love God is, in its most basic form, to do His will and to keep His commandments. But that requires us to submit, to obey, to follow. And that's hard for us. And so we have to have humility right, to put God's will before our own, to love Him more than ourselves, to obey the commandments that he's given us.
We need humility to love one another. Because to love our neighbor is to will their good, not my own. Right? To be able to put the needs and the good of others sometimes before myself. To be able to sacrifice and to serve and to truly love my neighbor cannot be done without humility. And so as we prepare for the coming of Christ, who gave us this incredible model of humbling himself to become one of us, to come down to our level, as we prepare to receive him, we cannot do it without humility. We cannot receive the Christ child in the way that we truly want to and need to without humility. And so it's a beautiful opportunity for us as we uh, come so close to Christmas right, to be reminded of this, to pray that God would help us be humble. And I'll leave you with a, a verse from Scripture that I think really brings this home. 1 Peter 5.5. 5. It's not too hard to, to remember. You can go look it up. 1 Peter 5.5. 5. St. Peter said, Humble yourselves, all of you. Or sorry, he said, <laughs> different verse. He said, clothe yourselves with humility in your relations with one another. Can you imagine if we all did that? If all of us in marriage, in the family, in the workplace, in school, uh, in the community, in the parish, in the church, in the world, if we all in our relations with one another clothed ourselves with humility, it would transform the world. And then he goes on to tell us why that's so important, the second half of that verse. He says, For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud because in our pride, we set ourselves up as our own God. Doing our will, having things the way we want them to be, putting ourselves first. God opposes the proud, but he gives his grace to the humble. And so by humbling ourselves, by dying to ourselves, we open ourselves up to be lifted up and exalted by God. Jesus said, he who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. And so as we prepare for the coming of our Savior, let us humble ourselves before him, asking for this gift and this grace so that we can receive him with open hearts so that we can imitate him who gave us this model, this example of humility. For our Savior comes to us as a child, for he is meek and humble of heart.